0: Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Joel Saves Big. If you do want to be a guest on my show, feel free to DM me at Joel Saves Big on Instagram. Hope you enjoy. Thank you all for joining today's episode of Joel Saves Big. Today I have Nikki from Underdog Finance. You can find her page linked in the show notes at Underdog Finance. Nikki, would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm from Underdog Finance. I chronicle my journey to paying off my student loans, consumer debt, and hopefully, obviously, my journey to sometime reach FI and retire early. I do not have a FI date or a FI number, um, so I just invest and save a crap ton and try the best I can every single day.
0: For sure. And are you currently in school? Are you currently working full time?
1: So I actually have a crazy journey, but I will say I am in school and I do work full time. Um, I am very, very fortunate and I suggest everybody look into this, but I do work for the school that I attend. So I get tuition remission. I won't say the percent, but it is a really, 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 really great deal. So hopefully I am, you know, getting a certificate right now, but I'm hopefully soon going to get my MBA and potentially be able to cash flow that.
0: Awesome. So what are your goals with being in school and and working in in terms of finances? Like, what is your, what's the dream?
1: So um, with me being an underdog finance, one of the big things is that I do not make 100K. I don't make, I think half of 100K. Um, I did major in finance. I did want to major in English literature and I was like in my college dorm, like, well, I'm gonna major in finance because I'll make 100K if I major in finance. Joke's on me. I have yet to make six figures or even close to six figures. So it's kind of my journey to making six figures too and reaching five. Um, I do hustle a lot. I do work part-time. I do a few things online. Like I am a VA. Um, virtual assistant. And then I house hack. I currently live in um, my husband's family's home and it's a three-family house. So we pay little rent and I'm currently call tracking too. So I think it's totally doable to achieve your dreams. It just takes a lot of, you know, different maneuvering. Of course, I, you know, I dream of like the day I make six figures or even 75k but I think it takes a lot of maneuvering. And I, I I understand I'm, you know, doing this journey and have amazing privilege, too. But I think it just takes a lot of guts and brawn to kind of figure things out and go forward.
0: Yeah. You mentioned you are doing a lot of side hustles, house hacking, a virtual assistant. Um, how are you? When do you find time to sleep? And, like, how do you manage all of that?
1: So... I honestly, I'm going to start with the backstory. So, I'm the youngest of four. And so, all of us are college educated. So, when I went to college, I got both the guys telling me what to do and like they were trying to help me. And one thing that really stood out for my, myself was my brother. Um, I don't know which brother, I don't want him to know. But he said a really good thing is time management and blocking your days and blocking your time. So, I worked. A part time job, one day a week. I work on Sundays. Um, in the state that I work in, I am on Sundays, you pay two and a half. So I was like, you know, I work Sundays. I let them know when they hired me. I work anytime today, though. It's cool. Awesome. Monday through Friday, I work crappy hours, but I work one through eight, eight to eight at night. My job right now is very, very, again, very privileged, but I work job I am VA while I work so I do that and I can do a lot of things and do my papers a lot of that's great. that Monday through Friday 1 to 8 p.m and then Saturday is my rest day um most of the days I meet with people to kind of do the VA stuff any you know, extra projects I want on and then I am class or school projects that day too so Saturday's kind of my rest day um and I time block I honestly go Google Calendar and a planner. I have three planners, and I just write everything down in a bucket so I know when I wake up. You know, on Saturday it's my rest day. What do I have to do? Let me get it done. Sunday, go into my part-time job. Monday through Friday, I'll work. Do not bother me about mostly anything else. And it's 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 worked. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, how you do that? Yeah, for me, I I have something similar where. I do what's called beeping um, where I'm located in North Carolina, um, which is like an Uber, but I'll do that on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. But I also do have a nine to five, Um, you know, hustle now so I can relax later while I still enjoy today. What made you make your Instagram page?
1: Um, So honestly, what made me make it was I had been following a few people. Again, I won't say who, but I was following a few people and I decided to take a class, like a you know, a personal finance class with them, and this is going to make me sound horrible, but it's the truth. Um, and I took the class, and I really didn't learn anything. And I don't mean this in a mean way. I just felt like, wait a minute, you know, she's making money off of this. She chronicles her journey, and she, again, she's not trying to reach five, but she's a financial coach. She she really, you know, advocates for other people, other women. That's a really great thing. I, I completely am, you know, agree with that and think that's a great thing, right? But I just didn't learn anything, so I was kind of sitting there like, I think I know a lot more than what I thought. You know what I mean? Like in a weird way. And I was like, I think, I think I'm good. And I, and she kind of, you know, I followed her. I followed other people she recommended. It kind of just, you know, kept. I followed more people, more people. And every time they kept saying like, come to this workshop, you know, I'm doing this or I, and I pay my money because I'm, you know, I, I, I want to advocate for small business. It was, was during high COVID time. Um, So I was like, yeah, let me pay, let me pay. And I kept taking them and not really learning anything. And then I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I think I'm on this path already. Um, I didn't have a lot of the terminology. Like I was saving by paying off my debt. I was paying off. My debt by half of my income. I had already been splitting my checks in two and putting one, you know, one account to my debt and then the other account to my, my bills and still saving. So I was kind of like, I, I'm living off of half of my income. Um, and I didn't have the you know where to open up an IRA, but I was still investing and upping my investments to my 401k. I was doing a lot of things that I I think I I thankfully learned but honestly I was doing a lot of things and I was like wait I'm not too that bad and I again make 50k and people are like oh my god I make 100k how do you know how do people do this and I was like I'm doing it this is crazy but I'm doing it Mm -hmm. um so then I made my journey because I saw you know again I saw people from the class that I was in saying oh I paid this off and like getting congrats and so I was like let me chronicle my journey especially because a lot of the people I was, I was following were not minorities. And that was a big thing for me. I just didn't see many minorities. I saw maybe one or two. Um, and so I did that. And honestly, it just spiraled and I'm really, really happy about it. It's one of those things that I really love and it's completely changed my outlook on life and completely changed me for the better. But um, I cannot, and I do not have the heart of a teacher, but I, I, I applaud all those people who do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. I think what really stands out with your page, which allows me to connect is how you're working on your journey towards financial independence um, with a tiny shovel, team tiny shovel. And, yeah. and it's, and it's yeah. possible. And, and that's what's, you know, I see all, all, not not discrediting, but I'd like to get there one day, like you said, like not making six figures currently, but tracking to, to get to a seven figure net worth, right? With a five figure yeah. income I- is possible.
1: It's totally, I, I, I am in so many firms, you know, I'm on Reddit, I'm on IG, I am hopefully, hopefully starting a blog, and I see certain sort of people who can't be like, not complain, and I don't want to be mean or, any, or disparage them in any way, but saying like, can I do it, I have this, I have that, and I'm like, you, you totally can, I mean, you just have to be uncomfortable, like I, again, this is in a completely different form, but I, um, he was married, and his wife was a stay-at-home mom, and so I, you know, I didn't get the ages. But I was like, well why, well, why doesn't your wife at least work in the sense of like doing a little side hustle? You know, not necessarily when the kids are sleeping, but maybe babysitting more kids, right? You have maybe two or three. I, I'm not a parent, but maybe add another one. Um, I know my sister-in-law, and again, she's not in the fire community at all, but she's a stay-at-home mom. They have three kids and you know what she does? She bakes lunches and cooks the food for her neighbors. So if they're super busy, they just call her up and say, hey, I'm super busy. Can you bring me some food this day, that day? I have, you know, I have to do this and I don't have the time. And she'll say, yeah, what do you need? And she bakes it and just walks right over to their house and drops it off. You know, they're all neighbors in a little cul-de-sac. And that's how she makes money. I mean, it's not much money, but it helps. And she babysits for the neighbor's kids. Hey, yeah, so-and-so is, you know, a little sick. They stayed home or, you know, so-and-so needs a little extra help or helping hand. Yeah, I'll bring my three kids. You have your two kids. Let's do it together. And I'm, I think that's amazing. And she ended up meeting a person in her cul-de-sac who was a single, a single woman, didn't have kids, and she's literally her assistant. She has a key to the house. She makes her lunch and dinner when she needs it. She does her little errands with my nieces and nephews. What what what? What? That's so cool yes i'm like you could do so many different things like every time people are like oh but i make 50k i'm like that's still good you could do so many little things and my thing is i i really get irritated because i i think a lot of people short themselves and so i really feel like you already don't have the lifestyle inflation so if you already know how to eat ramen right why not just eat ramen for a little bit longer and one more day maybe of the week and then just figure out how to finagle, maybe adding in couponing, maybe adding in a little making a template on Etsy. Like my mom, She she's a single mom. She recently got divorced. You know what she does? She makes, she wears Dominican American. She prints out receipt recipe templates for people and sells that. Wow. And she will, yeah, and she'll, And if you wanna cook it and need extra help, she gives you the template. She gives it to you for like five bucks. And she says, if you need help, make it on your own. If you need help, call me. And you know what, when you call me, that's 20 bucks. I'm like, what Are are you kidding me? And she, yeah, and she does that. And I mean, I think it just takes, you know, you gotta, you have to maneuver, right? And think differently. You can't think like, you know, maybe I should work here, work there. Maybe not, but you can do a bunch of little things in your neighborhood. You know, tutor, teach a language, not necessarily a VA, but maybe an assistant, like a personal assistant, like, hey, I was going to go to Target. You want me to pick you up on anything? You know, if there's an elderly couple, I saw a lot of that happen during COVID. My cousin is 21 and he was laid off right before COVID. And so he was doing like, you know, Instacart and he ended up not wanting to do that anymore because they were taking out too much money. So he went around, you know, made a little piece of paper, printed it out, like my name is blah 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 blah, my number is blah 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 blah. I'm 21. I'm saving up for a car. If you need me to buy groceries for you or an elderly neighbor, or you know, please call me and I will do it. I don't mind. I have time. Yes. Do you know how much he has saved? He has twenty five thousand dollars saved.
0: Wow, creative
1: 20, financing. I, yes. And he literally was like, I don't know what to do with this money. I was like, well, first you're going to buy your car if you want it. Wait, you know, until the chip situation. But like, there's so many little things. And I, and I actually don't think I have the heart of a teacher, but I think I have the heart of a coach to tell people to look outside of your comfort zone in that sense. And I think people get bogged down in the details. Like, well, you know, I can't be this and I can't be that. I'm like, maybe not. And this isn't, I'm not telling you to like, do something illegal. I'm just saying like, think outside of the box on some things in the sense of like, don't limit yourself, especially with COVID. I think that helps a lot of people to see that you need to look in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I think that's a good thing and a bad thing, obviously, but I think that hopefully opens people's minds to see and try new things and just just offer a helping hand. I mean, you're doing this podcast. Joel, do you want to hire me for your VA? You know, like you could always ask, always ask. Somebody might say no. Somebody might say, I don't need help with this, but hey, do you know how to do this? And I'll say, I don't know how to do that, but I will figure it out because I have a little more time than you. Mm-hmm. That's what i a bad thing.
0: Love it. Not not wasting any opportunity and, and finding creative opportunities available to the everyday person.
1: Yes. I think that you put the nail on the head. It's creative opportunities. And just finding them, you ask the questions, you know, um, I had a friend, I have a friend, she's one of my best friends, she's planning her wedding, and she's a doctor. She's like, I cannot do this. Like, I can't do these little bitty detail things. So you know what I did? I got a binder, I put some papers together, and I said, I will be your assistant until your wedding. Her wedding's next, next September. I told her, I was like, don't pay me, just tell your doctor friends what I did for you. And I talk and I say, what do you need me to do? Where do you need me to be? What what do you want to see happen? And she has a wedding planner. I meet with a wedding planner, you know, because she can email me and text me and call me obviously at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's fine, right? But you can't really do that with your planner. She doesn't pay me, but I, I did it. So then now I can say I did that for somebody. I helped somebody plan a wedding. Obviously, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, if you're married, I will put plan your wedding. I will never do that. Never put somebody, you know, to put that put me in that particular and put them in that no mm-hmm. but you know say I can help you in a stressful time be a coordinator you know I've I could add that to my resume yeah like yeah. I could add that to, and that's why I think so many people get bogged down like you know I see this person making six figures you know 250 and they're struggling I'm like don't think about that you're already so creative
0: yeah and I, and I love what you mentioned there of like there's there's more to it than just financial wealth, right? In this case, like it's it's social health and, and, and emotional health. Like you're helping your best friend, um, and then the rewards will come. And and the same thing I'm doing with this podcast is like not doing it to make money, but just doing it to connect and and hear people's stories. That's I, I love I love to hear that.
1: I think I think a lot of people get bogged down in the details because it's super scary. But I think if you, I always think about it like this like the money will follow just do what you want to do i wish somebody had told me that so i tell my like i tell every all my nieces and nephews and all my younger cousins i'm like just do what you want to do and figure out a way to make money because right we see people making youtube videos like about i saw right that little kid who makes youtube videos about he talks about the toys that he has Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm like who does who thinks about these things yeah. Somebody did. And you know, what I mean? like you can think of so many different things to do. Just think outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a nine to five W2. Just think. For
0: sure. Yeah. And, and two months ago, you made a post um, that you opened a brokerage account. What made you decide to to jump the gun there? And, and how is that looking?
1: Oh, so I honestly jumped the gun because my finances are not all over the place, but I have a different financials. <laughs> um, so I am a one percenter in the sense that I am heavily, heavily, I prefer using cash. It's just, it's just easier for me to see it visually. You know, I have a hundred dollars to spend. I have a hundred dollars in my wallet and the two things that I do, and this is going to sound crazy. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, but I, so every time I spend money as in cash. I save every single dollar, every single $5 bill I come in contact with. I do not spend my fives. Obviously, if in a case of emergency, that's something separate. Also, um, whenever I go and purchase something, I ask for a dollar um, in quarters, and I save my change at the end of the week. So I never use my change to pay for anything. I just keep getting money in that sense. And so once I paid off my consumer debt, yay. Um, I'm only having my, yeah, I only have student loans left. but once I put off my consumer debt, I had, you know, these jars of fives and the change. And so I went to the credit union and I exchanged that and I had over $2,000. And so I know, you know, buying VTSAX is, um, 3,000. So I saved the difference. And I opened up a brokerage with my little, you know, little pinly-willy one share of VTSA in my brokerage. And I don't really add to it. um, But it's just, you know, it makes me feel good looking at it kind of every now and then and saying like, I did that, you know. And again, I don't think of it as money that can spend. I'm a visual person. So seeing it and as I was paying off my consumer debt really helped me kind of you know, think of the bigger picture. And it's something that I continuously do. And I still do to this day. I have jars all around where I, you know, save my coins and my $5 bills. That's,
0: that's pretty cool. Um, I've never <laughs> heard of that. And, and that's what's so cool in, in speaking to people, you know, <laughs> getting a dollar in quarters every time you yeah. use your cash and then saving yeah. all your fives. It's um,
1: yeah. It's I mean, with the coin shortage, I'm not. I don't tell people to do this because I do use car I do use my card. I have a credit card now, but I do use my cards every now and then. But that's like you know, if I have a little more. But it honestly, again, pre COVID, it honestly helped major. Two thousand more than two thousand five hundred. That was more than two thousand five hundred, and it was painless to me. Painless. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know,
0: amazing.
1: What I mean? it just. It just, and so, yeah, I'm like, I say, I actually, again, want to make a, like a post about this and talk about it, but, you know, I am like the one person, I do prefer cash. I want to get into travel hacking, but it's a little still like nervous, but mm-hmm. well, eventually I think I will cross that path and like add one more hack to my life, but not right now.
0: For sure. Yeah, and uh, Nikki, again, thank you for taking time. But one question I do love asking at the end um is if you met a stranger, what is one thing that you would tell them about personal finance?
1: Honestly, it's not as scary as you think. And I'm gonna add another one. It's not as scary as you think, and treat investing like a bill to your future self. I think if somebody had said that to me, it would have changed the game completely because I invested when I could and when I thought it was okay and with you know anything extra. And I think if I had kind of like paid myself first or invested first and then seen what I had, you know, to spend after, I would have, it would have changed everything for me. I
0: I love that. Personal finance is not as scary as you think. And investing is a bill to your future self. Well, Nikki, thank you again for joining. And for those who do want to follow along on Nikki's journey, you can find her at Underdog Finance. Nikki, have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you so much, Joe. Good luck to you. I can't wait to hear more about this podcast and everything that you do. I think you're so great. I love your page and I love everything you're doing for the community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to follow today's guest, the link is in the show notes. If you haven't already, it'd be greatly appreciated if you can follow the podcast on the platform that you're listening on. Just a reminder that personal finance is personal and it's not like the average Joel.